I think teaching and coaching to people differently is is the key. And I used to have to coach kids that way in high school. Some kids get motivated by getting on them and, and hollering at them, but then some will just fold. They don't want to do that. So you just have to kind of get aware of uh, the people you're working with and how they want to be talked to and educated uh, throughout this process. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the wind-up and the delivery. Well, today we're going to talk a, a little bit specifically to, to women. And listen, I, I think this, this conversation could go for both spouses, but I think we're going to talk about it based on a recent survey that came out that said that almost half of women feel like they can just defer and would prefer to defer the major financial and investment decisions to their spouses. So we want to talk about why it's important that women and really both spouses are involved in the financial decisions that the family is making and is aware of this kind of stuff. And to help you do that, because it can be overwhelming, we're going to talk about some tips to get you in the game and, and, and kind of the steps to take to actually become involved in that process. And I think it's an important conversation to have. And we're glad to have you here on the show. Ryan, how are you doing, man? It's good to talk to you again. Yeah, good to be back and looking forward to this uh, this topic. It's uh, you know it's near and dear to my heart just because I've had uh, so many individual meetings and I've seen this happen. And you kind of you were spot on. It doesn't necessarily have to be women. It can be the other way around. But you're right. We're kind of basing this a lot on on survey and and uh, data that that we have got and and showing that this is a general trend, but uh, it definitely can go the other way as far as uh, the male being the one that uh, will stick their head in the sand, so to speak, uh, on situations like this where it's maybe not a strong suit or an interest uh, for them, but uh, we do see it a lot uh, with women as well. A reminder too, as we get started on today's episode, you can find all of our shows online at blackoakam.com. That's where you'll find Perfect Game Retirement, all the past podcasts we've done. Plus, you're going to find a lot on there, including the uh, the ability to schedule your Retirement Coach 360 session online right now. Ryan is uh, president and financial coach at Black Oak, but he's also a Dave Ramsey SmartVestor Pro and works with people every day to help you put a plan in place. And if you're somebody that's not comfortable with finances right now too, not only will this podcast help you, but you can also sit down kind of have that initial conversation, get more comfortable and kind of see how that process is going to look for you. But hopefully by the end of today's episode, you'll feel a little bit better about what the next steps can be for you. Before we get started though, we got to tap in and ask Ryan a little getting to know you question. Today's question for you, Ryan, what's the hardest you've ever worked for something? Oh, that's a good one. Mm. <laughs> I'm probably going to be skipping or missing some things that <laughs> in my life and I'm but literally the first few things that uh, that come to my head, I guess going back to sports days, I guess uh, baseball, I mean sports, I, I felt like I was consumed my life and it was my choice. I, I do give my parents credit for that. They, they pushed me along the way, but there was definitely a good balance. But I would every almost every day I would do something on my own. And so I know I, I worked worked my tail off as far as baseball goes, but uh, even getting into this business, I, I remember reading countless number of, of books. Now, I didn't major in finance. I majored in economics, so there was still a background there, but I uh, didn't have like a, an MBA in finance or anything like that. But I remember when I was teaching, I would constantly be reading books, and I was actually at my old high school meeting with some people that I work with, 
And even one of the administrators was like, man, I remember you reading those books. You'd be walking down the hall and reading financial planning books <laughs> and investments. And, and so I, I, it was kind of cool to hear that. I'm like, oh, wow, people are really noticing that. So obviously right now, kind of in this current stage of life, I'm working on my CFP and that's, uh, that's taking up a lot of um, whatever free time that I do have, which is not much. So I would say from a career standpoint, definitely baseball, getting into this career, and then just for further developing myself uh, within this uh, line of business. And one sidebar thing, I remember probably the most, because I exercise and fitness is a big part of my life, but so I do, I'm pretty consistent. Uh, I won't say I go every day, but I'm pretty darn close uh, to going every day during the week. I let my body rest uh, on, on Sundays for sure. But a couple of years ago, going to Colorado and, and uh, helping my brother-in-law take a elk down the side of a um, Rocky Mountain was probably the most physically taxing thing I've, uh, I've ever done. So that, that's kind of a sidebar thing, but I do, it just it popped in my head as I was talking. That was one <laughs> of the most physically difficult things that, uh, that I've, I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, I was going to have, I was going to guess probably sports. I mean, I know a lot of people are, are blessed with physical talent, but to get to a level, like a higher level, professional level, it obviously there's so much hard work that comes into it, so much time. It goes along with that that talent that you were naturally kind of blessed with. So kind of yeah, and it's, that. you know that's what separates people because at that level, at that professional level, everybody's good. Right. Um, there's a big mental makeup component that that really separates the elite. But obviously, yeah, gifts that they were born with. I still think um, major leaguers are born. Um, they're not developed. Most of yeah. them are born. Now, obviously, their talent can be crafted and skilled and you know, taken to the next level. Uh, and some of these people are just ridiculously so good that sometimes, and I play with many of guys that, that were had very good careers and they didn't work hard yeah, because they were that gifted. And you just think, Oh my gosh, if you just work a little bit harder, you could be the elite of the elite. But mm -hmm. anyway, so you, you do see that, uh, you do see that a lot, but usually that extra hard work is what separates is what separates those people. It's not the, it's not the ability. It's uh, what, how they work hard and what they do with their, with their ability. Yeah. Well, kind of takes us to our conversation today because it, it, it's difficult and it is hard work keeping up with your finances and making sure you have a plan that covers everything. It's not easy. It's not going to be something that you always enjoy necessarily. If you don't like talking about life insurance or talking about, you know, long-term care coverage and all these type of things, but having a financial plan that covers all these things is important. It takes a lot of work. And that's why we find that a lot of people, don't want to do that. They'd rather pass off those responsibilities to their spouses for whatever reason. And we want to help you understand why that's important, but also some steps you can take to actually get involved, you know, little by little, you don't have to do everything right away. So again, this conversation is based around a recent survey that found that nearly half of female respondents said they deferred all those decisions to their spouse. Now, obviously it goes both ways. We're kind of focusing on women based on the survey, but again, it goes for both spouses. You know, most of the explanations amounted to just wanting to stick their heads in the sand. I mean, just, I don't want to know. It's not a big deal. Let them take care of it. That's fine. They just want to know they're taken care of. I mean, that's the bottom line. So we've heard a lot of these stories, but it is a bad idea because one day you could become that lead decision maker. So this episode, we're going to give you some tips, how you can get in the game um, and how you can start that process of, of being involved in those financial decisions. So we got four different tips today to help you with. And I mean, the first one is not something that you want to think about, Ryan, but I think this is the one that can kind of open your eyes the most, you know, picture the worst. What if you are all of a sudden the person now that has to make every financial decision, you understand just how vital it is that you have some awareness and some understanding of what's going on. 
Yeah, it's it's a morbid discussion. It, it is, but I've worked with too many people that I've seen the other end of that. And the more that they are prepared for a situation that inevitably probably will happen. Uh, I'm, I'm talking, my actuary brain is, is talking here where more than likely it will be the male who passes away first. That's not always the case, obviously. Um, I can use my dad as an example. That did not happen in my family, uh, but it does happen a lot. And we're going through a, a few clients right now uh, who have come to us because things were Accounts were all over the place. They were with different custodians and just trying to track everything down uh, has been has been a challenge, uh, but that's kind of what we're there for to, to help with those challenges um, for individuals. But people that we work with, we want to make sure they know where everything is at. So yeah, picturing and kind of coming up with a plan for the worst situation, that's where estate planning attorneys come in. Those are the discussions they have. But from an account uh, standpoint is just knowing where everything is and being aware of, hey, this type of account does this, or this IRA means we haven't been taxed yet. So just talking high level, uh, because some, again, whether it's male or female, but some don't want to get into the details and into the weeds of what this investment does and what the what the sharp ratio for this is and beta for this. (laughs) That's the kind of stuff you just, most people don't want to hear. But I do believe, um, and I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit here, but this goes back to my teaching and coaching background. I think that's what prepared me for this job is I have a good sense of knowing how much people want to know. Um, I want to educate and talk high level, but not talk to them like I'm some brainiac and using these financial lingo terms that make no sense whatsoever. I had to talk on the phone with a lady yesterday. She says, I went to some seminar and within five minutes I was lost <laughs> had no idea what they were talking about. And no, no one cares Like if, if you're throwing these terms out that people don't know what they mean. Um, it might as well be in another language. They have no idea what you're talking about. So picturing the worst, but at least saying, hey, if something happens, here's what we do. Here's what you do. Making sure beneficiary forms are titled properly because beneficiary forms, I think most people know this, but then maybe some people don't. You may have a will in place, but beneficiary forms trump a will. They right. they take precedent. And so I know we've mentioned that on the show before, but if you're listening for the first time, I mean, when you do your annual review or semi-annual review or quarterly review with an advisor that you work with, you have to get those things and make sure they're updated and just say, hey, can we check our beneficiary forms? Usually it takes two seconds. Yep. It's, it's your spouse and then your kids or it's a charity and whatever. So uh, checking those things is is a huge deal because I've seen clients that we have got from other firms or whether they do it themselves and the beneficiary form is just completely wrong. It could be a, an ex spouse or you know you just don't want that to to be the case. But I've seen it uh, I've seen it happen before. But picturing the worst again a morbid conversation to have, but they are necessary conversations to have because I'm not doing my job if I don't talk about those things. We don't want to dwell on them, but we need to talk about those those things. So I think teaching and coaching to people differently is is the key. And I used to have to coach kids that way in high school. Some kids get motivated by getting on them and, and, and hollering at them, but then some will just fold. They don't want to do that. So you just have to kind of get aware of uh, the people you're working with and how they want to be talked to and educated uh, throughout this process. And I think it's a great reminder to to always point out the beneficiary thing because, you know, we, we've talked about it and I'm sure once you've heard it once, it kind of sticks with you. But 
until you hear it that first time, you, you might not be aware. So it's always a good reminder. Um, next thing on our list, because listen, you, know, you think about it, okay, you, you picture the worst and you go, okay, where do I even start? So I think the next piece of advice really is just to take it slow. So if you decide you, you know, you're ready to get involved in the finances, you don't have to worry about learning every single thing at once. I mean, even just as simple as knowing what the account balances are and knowing what's coming in on every paycheck, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is kind of where I put my FPU coordinator hat on. And those of you who don't know what FPU is, it's Financial Peace University. It's um, a class usually given through churches through the, the Ramsey organization. That's kind of what got my start down my Ramsey connection path, if you will, is taking it, taking that nine-week course um, with my wife uh, when we first got married and then eventually becoming a coordinator. And I think learning how spouses interact with finances in a very different way, and Dave does a great job on his content where he's included his daughter, Rachel. Um, he's included other personalities. It used to be just him, but he's included other personalities because other people may relate better to a female advisor or a male advisor. It just depends. So taking it slow, yes. Um, you know, the, the whole thing, to, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One, one bite at a time. So don't have to get into the specific details of it, but you're right knowing what account balances are, know how to log in, know what the logins are for those particular accounts or websites. And having, if, if you don't know them, have a, in a place where those things are stored so you know how to access those things. But definitely taking it slow. Yeah, like you said, starting from the budget standpoint, hey, here's what we got coming in. Here's our list of fixed expenses that we have every month. Here's our fixed expenses, but they vary, whether that's a utility bill, whatever. Here's our spending, grocery, you name it. And again, it doesn't have to be 47 categories on a, on a budget. Uh, it needs to be probably four or five, and it needs to be made simple. And I have a, a, a couple who that's where I, I kind of had to counsel them on how to do budgets. They knew how to do a budget, but one wanted those 47 categories and one, it was information overload. Like, oh my gosh, I spent money today. Which category does this go in? So there needs to be a balance there. So I'm definitely the, and Dave talks about it in his FPU classes, there's a nerd usually and a free spirit. So the nerd wants to control everything. The free spirit's like whatever. Right. So that could be the male or female, but the nerd needs to give up control. <laughs> <laughs> They need to have uh, allow the free spirit to have insight, and their insight isn't always wrong. <laughs> you yeah. need to to give a little ground. So the nerd needs to give up control, but the free spirit needs to take a little bit more control when it comes to uh, finances, budgeting, retirement savings, you name it. So definitely taking it slow, but it doesn't need to be. And it doesn't need to be overwhelming to where they just, they want to be comfortable with what they want to take in and take them to that level until they're comfortable and then slowly maybe expand them and, and allow them to grow. And that way they'll be comfortable with it and they won't be overwhelmed when one spouse passes away and then they're having to take control over everything. Well, you kind of touched on uh, the next one I want to talk about in terms of like letting go some of that responsibility and making sure that each person is involved in those decisions. But finding balance is uh, kind of the next step to this process of getting involved if you haven't been in the financial decisions. And it's going to be different for everyone, right? It's all about compromise and, and kind of who takes what responsibilities, but it should never be 100% 
on one side and 0% on the other, right? You need to work with your spouse, find that level of communication, responsibility, sharing, all these things. So at least if you're not involved and not taking care of everything, at least you are aware and knowledgeable about the full picture. Yeah, absolutely. And it needs to be scheduled. Uh, that that And it doesn't need to be an hour long necessarily, but it needs to be at least a couple times a month um, during the FPU class. It's obviously more intense and you have to have what they call budget committee meetings uh, every single Sunday before the next class uh, meets. Now, I like to call it a spending plan. <laughs> Just make it a play on words. Budget yeah. sounds so restrictive. Uh, but a spending plan, um, you can spend your money. Just it needs to have a place and, and a destination and a purpose. Uh, but though you need to meet on those things. Maybe it's once a month. If it's once a month, okay, it needs to be probably that hour-long uh, meeting, but maybe once every two weeks um, is a little bit better of a balance. I don't know, once a week, maybe a little bit overkill, but you may not have to meet for, for quite as long. But yeah, 100% in one side and 0% in the other is is absolutely not the solution because you just, you hear of devastating stories and it's stuff you cannot make up. And I've I've, I've witnessed it from individuals who have a family member who have made just completely irrational decisions because they did not know. And it's stuff you just cannot make up. <laughs> it's I'm dealing with one now. I don't want to get too in depth, but it was a, a, a someone who passed away. And some of the decisions that they were making on their own without guidance, it was just really sad. Um, they got caught up in a scheme. And anyway, long story short, a lot of money went away and it'll be never heard from again. So finding that balance and just the, from the education standpoint is 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 huge. And it's always one of those things, oh, this isn't going to happen to us. Or if it is, you know, it's going to be 30 years from now, we don't have to worry about it. It can it can happen in the blink of an eye. I've, I've been in this business too long um, to, to see what the harmful effects can be if you don't find that balance between husband and wife. And look, not all these things are easy either. I mean, we kind of, you know, they seem easy when you kind of talk through them, but they aren't. I mean, having this communication and, and talking through these issues and figuring out who wants to take on what can be difficult, which is why it's also important as you're kind of getting everybody involved in the financial decisions to get help, right? Finding that balance isn't going to be easy for everyone. And these conversations, I mean, talking about money is uncomfortable. I mean, we get it. And that that's that's part of what we do here is have those conversations for you to help you kind of see that, that you're not alone if you feel like it's not something you want to talk about. But that's where kind of you come in, Ryan, as a, as a, as a retirement coach, right? I mean, this is what you do every day working with couples. And I'm sure you've seen plenty of couples that weren't on the same page when they came in, right? Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes I've had to I've had to end meetings uh, reluctantly. I've had to end meetings because I had, uh, and I remember one instance specifically where the wife had certain opinions on certain things on how the money was done in the family and the spouse just came right over the top every single time. She'd say something, well, it's because of this. Oh, it's because of this. I mean, it just made it just, just beating her down. So it felt like she had no no opinion whatsoever. So that's obviously to the extreme. And I wanted to help those people because I know she had serious concerns and serious. But if I have one spouse, it's like swimming upstream. If you have one spouse that's not on the same page as you, it's not going to work. Uh, if you have someone who's trying to save and then another one who's a free spirit spender and they don't even worry about the budget, you're just beating your head up against the wall. It's not doing any good. 
So there, there has to be a balance. Um, sometimes when it's so extreme, we can't help people. It's unfortunate, but that's, and Dave talks about it, that's usually the number one reason that marriages end is uh, discussions and disagreements uh, about money, some type of financial problem that they may have. It's usually at the core. Again, there's other things that go on, but generally at the core, it's the reason for uh, divorce in this country is money fights and money problems. It's very simple if you want to get help um, with these things and kind of find that balance in your uh, life and within your family. Ryan's available. Schedule your Retirement Coach 360 session online now. Just visit blackoakam.com. That is the website. Very easy to find Ryan there. And uh, he can start start you through this process and help you get through these, uh, these tough conversations and find that balance and become more comfortable talking about the finances and making those decisions because it is very important that you are aware of what's going on, that you are comfortable at least understanding the full picture in your household so that if something does happen and you're all of a sudden find yourself taking care of all that on your own, you're not completely lost. So, and getting, you know, it's a good point you just made in getting help. Um, you know, obviously you can get help from different arenas. Uh, you can go to Dave Ramsey's website and there's life coaches on there. Like they can help with the budgeting part. If people need that specific handholding, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Then reach out, go to his website. There's plenty of good people who take the training to be a life coach and they will go through the budget and they have, it's like an accountability partner. That's not your spouse. And sometimes people need that. So if it's a money management budgeting thing, then a life coach would be a fit. Obviously from an investment and retirement standpoint, that's where you need to seek out an advisor. A lot of times that's what people need is just that third party to help and guide them along the way. And it doesn't need to be, you know, if you just need a plan, seek out of a fee only. A financial planner where they can not necessarily manage the money for you from an investment standpoint, but they can at least lay out a plan and tell you how to get there. So, um, or you can hire an advisor full time. So, there's ways of, of getting that help. And usually, people who hire coaches in whatever arena are the ones who are more successful. Well, let's take one question before we get out of here today on the podcast as we close out our conversation on on women and getting more involved in finance. So we got a question from Mary. She's in Athens. She said. I've been maxing out contributions toward an HSA, health savings account, for the past few years and feel ready to invest these funds. Since I'm still over 20 years from retirement age, should I just use the auto investment advisor tool to get my HSA funds in the market or should I reach out to a financial advisor to help me decide? That's a good question, Mary. I mean, the HSA is one of the most underutilized retirement planning tools out there. I think it's catching... Um, some steam here, if you will, but it's still an underutilized tool. And what I mean by that, some companies offer HSAs, like you said, health savings account, and it's usually um, with a high deductible plan. And you can save most in years past, HSAs were just savings accounts. That's hence the name. And they didn't really earn a whole lot of interest and rate of return. It was essentially a savings account, which was still a good tool because when you put funds into an HSA, it goes in pre-tax and then you it grows. Um, again, it wasn't very much before because it was a savings account, but whatever growth was in there, you didn't pay tax on. And then you took out free of taxes when you took it out. So it's still a great tool to use, but now most employers, you have to have a certain amount in there. It may be a thousand bucks. It may be 2000 bucks, but you have to have a certain amount just in the savings component. But then above and beyond that, you can invest it in mutual funds. So 
I, yes, this is going to sound like a very biased opinion, Mary, but I would seek help. It kind of goes back to my last point. Those who usually seek help in whatever arena, whether it's fitness or diet or whatever, people are usually more successful when they have somebody who, who makes them accountable. But just putting it on an, an autopilot, I, I, in my professional opinion, I would not do that only because it's not necessarily set it and forget it. You could be missing out on some opportunities inside that HSA. And if you have 20 years, that's some serious time and compounding interest that you could really benefit from, again, because you have like the triple threat of taxes that are, are in your corner with an HSA goes in pre-tax, grows tax-free, and you take it out free of taxes. That's like a 401k and a Roth combined <laughs> from a taxation standpoint. So definitely take advantage of it. And, and I, would, uh, I would seek help. Don't just necessarily put it in a target date fund and think you're okay. I would seek help and just get advice. Again, pay someone a, a fee only just to take a look at it if you, if you want. But I think getting help on that would be uh, extremely advantageous, especially with the time horizon that you're talking about, Mary. Thanks for that question, Mary. Again, you can reach out to Ryan, blackoakam.com, or you can call the office 470-508-0508. They can help you with that and, and kind of determine what works best for you. And I'll remember, mind you too, we're in the middle kind of, of, of tax planning, start, starting to think about filing taxes this year. Um, and even if you're listening to this at a different point, it's always good to be thinking about taxes. Ryan offers a retirement rescue kit, and it's got a lot of different resources in it, but ultimately helps you diffuse that ticking tax time bomb, which we all kind of are staring down in retirement. So it's very important uh, that you start thinking about it now if you haven't already. And this uh, toolkit is very, uh, very good resource to kind of start you with that. And all you have to do is go to the website, click send me my toolkit, put in a little bit of information, and it'll get it out to you. Ryan, let's close it out on that note. Um, I think this is a very important conversation to have, and I'm glad we kind of went through it. And hopefully some people take kind of heed the advice uh, that you provided today to kind of take those steps to get involved. I mean, it, start slow and uh, and you'll find yourself, I think over time, pretty comfortable with the finances. Yeah, hopefully it did resonate with uh, with some out there. But, you know, even even teaching the FPU classes, you know, you have couples in there that, that even have the step-by-step process on how to do this stuff and they still refuse uh, to, to take it. So we've, we'll have people that drop out of the class and you don't hear from them again. So sometimes it's a little discouraging, but hopefully this resonated with some people and they'll take action. We'll have another episode coming out in a couple of weeks. So please hit subscribe. We appreciate you listening to Perfect Game Retirement. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta, Cartersville, and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledden, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.